The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. It's uh, 2.05 on uh, Thursday. Thursday already. It's Jay Lynn, Andrew, and Umager. Umager, it's Gord Stakey from uh, Your Global Television, Edmonton. Hey, how nice are you? Nice to be here. Yeah, well, it's good to have you, Gord. Listen, I don't want to put you on the spot right off the right top. Right off the top. I mean, wow. we've been going just, you, five you know, seconds hey, here, but how are you anyway? Well, you know, the time is so limited <laughs> that we have with you. Right, we got to... That I don't want it to it be gone before yeah. I... So uh, you were running a little late today. I was, uh, yeah. It's kind of... Uh, I left at my regular time, about 25, to get over here. We're not that far away. Mm. Shouldn't be that big That's a deal, right. but uh, this has happened twice as we hit that train at oh, is that at a fact? 99th. Yeah, because yeah, I saw you pulling into the parking lot. I was with probably emergency. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I didn't think I was going to make because the train went went <coughs> by one way, and oh, that and that took uh, eight minutes, <laughs> and then it, it backed up. That uh. took another nine. So I thought. I texted Jay Lynn. I said, I may be a little late here. Oh, so, I was going to text so he, you, too, because I was running late. Well, he, that here's, was funny. this is the funny part, because... So we're going to turn this around on so you. That's fine. let's just... Uh, let me just uh, how did this text conversation <laughs> go from Gord Steinke? Stuck a damn train. Uh, LOL, no worries. I'll see you soon. Uh, Gord says, we'll be close. I'm like, well, Andrew just arrived. Yeah. <laughs> and now, that was like at, at 10 to. I, I <laughs> was all in the same boat. Well, I was delayed excuse? by a different type of train. Oh. So weeks ago, I got this email. I think it was weeks ago. I don't really recall from Shaw. And you know, oftentimes you get an email from Shaw, Rogers, whatever. Yeah. You don't really read them. Let's be honest. Yeah, you yeah. sort of go, whatever they're selling, I'm not buying. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I read this one for some reason. Yeah. Maybe the third version of it. And what it was was them offering me a new uh, modem. Yeah, okay. And, you know, you and I had spoke about... I've got the same story after we spoke. You go ahead and I'll right. tell you mine. So, you yeah. know, it's sometimes you replace your router and still doesn't make a big effect, yeah. a difference, and you realize, well, that modem, I've had that for like a decade, so probably... So when I saw this opportunity, and then I remembered the ads that I've seen on television, so advertising works, where yeah. the guy's in the restaurant and he's describing how it has 24 different channels, and, you know, and I thought, oh, I need that modem. Hey. And he couldn't be happier. Exactly. The guy looks very happy. So I wanted to be as happy as that guy, so yeah. I, I signed up for it, and it arrived this morning. Mm-hmm. So so the box comes downstairs into the office. Okay. Carol goes upstairs to do whatever. And on her way past, and this is about 11 o'clock this morning, she turns to me and says, do not try and install that now. <laughs> and I went, uh, sure, because what I heard was, do it. Do it. Uh, yeah, install that now. Yeah. So I unplugged the old stuff and yeah. plugged in the new stuff. Yeah. And then an hour and a half on the phone with Sean. Yeah. And you know, at the 85-minute at the mark, you're like, oh, my God, look at the time. Like, I haven't even showered yet, right? But then yeah. you're thinking, but do I want to throw on, this 85 it. minutes away? You're on away? hold listening to elevator music. Well, I got passed around a little bit. I mean, everyone yeah. was friendly, and they did fix the issue in the end. But, and, and, you know, you just you think, well, I don't want to do this at 530 or You 6. have to, though. Okay, yeah. I've got a very similar story. Okay. Only I didn't get that email. I I got the I got the email that said, your new modem's on the way. And you it was the day after oh, yeah, you I and I had Jeff, talked. Yeah. Because you must have done, you must have said, you must have, you must know somebody high up. Yeah. Because I, uh, the next day I got this letter from Sean. It said your modem's on the way. It it was mailed. It was mailed nine days ago. Oh. Something like that. And then Thank it said you Canada Post. It said we've we've you have to put your old modem in the box and send it back free Ooh. postage. God, I hope and that's then we'll not get, true. We'll take ten dollars off your monthly bill. Really? And I didn't ask for anything. I was just complaining to you. That's so right. Something must <laughs> That's have, a coincidence. Maybe someone was listening. Jeez, I didn't read what was inside the package. I hope, because my old modem just 
went out into recycling. Well, here's the funny thing. My, it, I took the modem out of the box, and I did the same thing you did. I didn't really read the instructions that you have to call someone. I, <laughs> I, un, yeah, I You have to call them. That's right. I didn't know that. I unplugged everything. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, like, what are you doing? And I'm going, well, this is going to be easy. I'll just plug the modem sure, in. Sure, plug and play. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> then I get to the point where I got to instruction number three. Mm. Mm. I could have scanned it, but I didn't. And it said, now you have to call this number to activate. Yeah. Same idea. And and you know what you have to have handy is this tiny, tiny little serial it's number. It's really tiny, isn't it's it? It's so small, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's underneath the modem. But if you read instruction one, it tells you that. Like you can take the sticker off and put it over by wherever your phone is so that it's right there and then use a magnifying no, glass I never got or to that part. Yeah, so I did that too because I hooked it all up and didn't work. Yeah. And then, I'm, then I phoned Shaw and because then I read instruction four, which was as soon as it's all hooked That's up for yeah. yeah. Call this number. Right. First question, what's your account number? Yeah. Oh, I'm like, know. well, typically I look that up online, so that's not happening. They were like, okay, what's your company name? And a company name? They were like, well, you have a business account. I'm like, oh, I must have negotiated that at some point, but I don't know my company I'm going to start reading instructions. Yeah. I think that's a good... When I, but here's the funny Famous thing. Famous last words. <laughs> to me, the rotor looked... The men in my life. <laughs> the rotor looked the same as the last... Oh, mine was huge. Okay, no, mine looked like the same as... Uh, as the last time, but then I got on the phone, the guy answered, and then oh, it was the best service I ever had. He goes, you know, he says, uh, we, we're going to connect you here, and I went through all what you did, yeah. and after all that, he goes, you know, your signal's not looking very good. I said, what do you mean my signal? He says, your Wi-Fi signal is half of what it should be, and I oh. installed those security cameras like you did. Yeah. And uh, the next day, a guy came over with some kind of a bob and bound by the electrical panel and boosted it all and everything's really? good. Now that's service. Oh, that is good. Now, do you have where you live, um, is it um, like real Wi-Fi? Is it real service or is it like satellite stuff? No, it's uh, it's a fiber optic cable. They're oh, trenched yeah. in, I believe. Yeah. Is mm. that good? Uh, that's, well, that's good, yeah. Yeah, because we're still, even though we're in the city, we're still on the... You uh, got the satellite thing? Yeah. It can be sketchy. It, it's been much better, and uh, yesterday received the notification that, and that's why the emails didn't go through through to you yesterday because mm-hmm. they were doing some upgrades to the mm. system yesterday. Yeah. So I spent all this time putting together story ideas and whatever. Send off to Andrew, and I get an email from him. I don't know or text at eleven thirty twelve. Did you send me anything today? Yeah. But It'd be yeah, nice to it know does what it, we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It helps. It helps to read it's the not, instructions. It's but. not critical, but it does help. Yeah. Okay. So these um, router things that you were talking about, modems, modems for yep. your computer or for the TV. For everything that's oh. wireless in the house. Right. Oh. So the modem is what Shaw or whoever gives yeah. you, and the router is typically what you buy to make to set up your wireless mm, okay, network. Yeah, yeah. So they replace the modem, which I've had for, like I say, a decade mm. or more. Yeah. But for, you lose track of time. You do. You don't know how, but it's sure nice that they called and, and did that. Just based on the inch of dust behind the router yeah, yeah. or the modem, I thought, yeah, I probably have had that quite a while. Yeah. Well, that's nice. No, did you notice your picture's any better? No. I did. Actually, I've noticed no difference whatsoever. But I'm going in for cataract surgery in January. Oh, well, 14th. that could be the problem. Maybe that's why I'm thinking. Instead of I'm a modem, maybe you need better eyesight. <laughs> that's probably it. <laughs> you should phone Shaw. Yeah, yeah everything looks glass, fuzzy. Get a glass lens in nine <laughs> days. Same size one, maybe yeah. a bit bigger. That's yeah. really weird. <laughs> You've had, oh, yeah. Did you have, was it cataracts that you had? Yeah, yeah, oh, on yeah. both eyes, yeah. Well, I got yeah. great news. Two things today happened that were wonderful. One was uh, Gimbal called and said, we can get you in in January. I've been waiting for a while. That's your doctor? That's my doctor, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's going to be good, and I'll get the last eye done. Well, I only got two, but it's the second. It's the, the last one I need done, and it's just been, yeah, it's really uh, uh, annoying. Sorry. Just talking about it, just talking about eye surgery. Anytime you don't fool around with it. It mm. just, it, it freaks me it's out. It's really not it, that oh. bad. 
Yeah, but anyway, that that was good news because I've been waiting for a while. And then I've been sort of feeling like an international traveler. I've been tracking my mom. Speaking of technology, this is she's on a cruise right now in mm. the Mediterranean. Do you have some kind of bracelet on her ankle or something? No, I didn't even have to do that with her. She, uh, it's a, it, They've got webcams on deck oh. and a satellite. Speaking of satellite, a satellite tracker so I can see exactly what part of Greece she's going around no way. the horn in. And, and then I can go down and do street view. And she says, you got to try, I think it was Corsica. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So you go street view, and you can actually, you walk down yeah. the streets in Corsica, and she was saying, oh, go take a look at that church that's over there. Well, you can save a lot of money. So, I, I don't have to go Exactly. Now. So I, have you made arrangements to for her to go to the ship camera at a certain time, I and try, you dial it up, and yeah, you can... I did, and I said, there's two deck chairs that I've got my eye on. One's blue and one's pink. I said, sit in the pink one. The only trouble is every time I get to do it, like about two in the afternoon, yeah. you know, I go, oh, yeah, I should check in and see how Mom's doing on this Mediterranean cruise. Mm. It's pitch black, and the and the ship's going yeah. into the moon. Yeah. You see moonlight, It's be- everybody's asleep. And during the day, it's like, it's foggy again. Yeah. Nope, nope, that's yeah. your eyesight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, a ghost just passed by? No, a lot of clouds. <laughs> We're back to 90 Day Fiance on the there 630 Chat app. Well, it was news. off air. It's a good thing. Do you watch it? No, I haven't watched that yet. I'll, be, I'll <laughs> really it enjoy it. Really? Well, don't check it out on my recommendation. I just, You know I enjoy reality television in general, and I understand it's not real. Yeah. But 90 Day Fiance just really entertains me. Okay. Is that on Netflix? Um, mm. uh, no, on I think it's on... Uh, Shaw? Yeah, I'm probably not sure. Yeah, it's I probably on Shaw. Yeah, router old dial that. Yeah, yeah, you can find it. <laughs> it's just, it's just funny. This year's or this season has an episode. They have, they follow several couples who bring in people from around the world, both men and women, to marry. But they have to marry them within 90 days because that's the U.S. immigration policy. They get a 90 day Sounds visa, weird. right? Yeah, and they have to marry within 90 days. It has to be legit and all that kind of thing. But one of them, it's gotten more ridiculous every season, as reality shows will, mm-hmm. right? Or all shows do. Yeah. And this year, there's a computer programmer in Vegas who looks like, no offense to anyone listening, a computer programmer. Right. And he's brought in this bombshell of a Colombian girl or Brazilian, I can't recall. I think it's Brazilian, who's just stunning. And his relatives are all kind of like, do you think maybe she just wants a green card? Like, And he's like, why would you... So he's that? totally yeah. naive to this? Totally. Love is blind. Exactly. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that's something. Else. I've been watching American Pickers. I, that's well, a lot that different. would be a good show for you. It is. They found Steven Tyler Aerosmith's van the other night. Really? That was interesting. <laughs> but huh. Sounds like your show. Wasn't I that like in a back yeah, it was in road a in and... Hawaii? Didn't you find that too? <laughs> no, this one was in down somewhere in Boston, near Boston, oh. when the, mm-hmm. where the band started, I guess. It's on TLC, by the way. Some, uh, somebody texted. Did, well, did, I'll take a look. Did Steve know that his van was missing? They called up Joe Perry, actually, and oh. said that uh, we think we found the van that used to travel around in when you guys were... Five of six of you guys yeah. in the roadies were all in. It looked like a milk van. Oh, oh, yeah. like. Can you imagine it, the black light going in there? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have, we've solved several crimes. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and at least two disappearances. So. Well, the funny thing was that they had pictures of what it looked like back yep. then and pictures of what it looked like now. The outside was all pretty much done, but you're right. Inside, it was identical. There, even the, r- the rug kind of a oh, the Indian the rug on the top. Rug, yes. mm, still there. I, I've always been a fan of Steve Tyler. He's oh, I thought you were going to say of shag rugs. 
No, uh, Steve Tyler, Sexy mm. Ugly. Yeah, you love that sexy story. Ugly. When we met him down by the fish when taco stand. When you met him at the fish taco yeah, stand the, in Hawaii. On the motorcycle. That was so funny. And then, yeah, he, he says, you got to come over and I'll buy you a fish taco. And we were talking about, he loved playing Edmonton. And yeah. and his his sister was getting along with Deb so well because they were from the Maritimes. And, yeah. And anyway, then it was all said and done. I had a wonderful little visit. When he left, I went up to the guy at the taco stand. I said, well, that was something. There's Steven Tyler. And he goes, Gord, he says... I said, he bought me a taco on his tab. He goes, Gord, he says, he doesn't have a tab. <laughs> he said, about, he said maybe 10 years ago, he gave me 50 bucks and bought the whole band a taco. And ever since then, he said, keep the change. And ever since then, he's been buying everybody tacos. So yeah. I gave him 20 bucks and... Get the yeah, keep it for and pay it forward. Pay it forward. Yeah. That's right. Oh, he probably needs about another two thousand for all the tacos he's bought at that truck over the years. You, yeah, no kidding. There's a food chain to this. Do you think anybody watched you give him the twenty and and thought I think that's Gord Stanky? There was nobody there. Oh. It was like the middle of the jungle. I hadn't seen anybody for four hours. We came out of the jungle <laughs> really? on a motorcycle, and that was <laughs> saw this. Tyler. We thought it was a little old lady eating a taco. So but, you're saying a taco stand? These are fish tacos. Fish tacos. Nowhere near water. It was pretty close to Big Beach. Okay. But they're just everybody was on the beach, I guess. And mm. I don't know we'd come out of the highway to Hannah or whatever it was called from the backside on yeah. a bike and came out and we were <laughs> all of a sudden saw this person standing in the middle of the road and Deb said, That's not a little old lady, that's Stephen Tyler. <laughs> Turn around and go. I'm still talking. stuck on the taco stand being in the middle of nowhere. I yeah, often, right in the I, middle of nowhere. I, I see stuck businesses on sometimes. Stephen Tyler stuck at a taco stand well, in the middle sure. of nowhere. Well he's gotta eat tacos too. Yeah, everybody's got to eat. his pants on one leg at a time, like the rest of us, I think. Those are big old baggy short pants, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. There's a what, picture on Does he have good legs? No. Oh, okay. No. He looks totally, of, I've seen him in concert. He, yeah. he might, and I was praising mm. him. He looked like Elvis on stage or Mick Jagger, the way mm. he commanded a crowd of mm. tens oh, of yeah. thousands of people. But you see him by a fish taco stand in, in the jungle in Maui, not so much. <laughs> He commanded your attention. Oh, yeah, for sure. Once we figured out who it was. Very nice person. Did you ask for an autograph or anything? Nope, Good I didn't. And then Deb said, uh, could we get a picture? And, and he said, uh, tell Mr. Longarm there. He can take a selfie with me. Mr. Longarm. I was Mr. Longarm. That's your new nickname. Yeah, that's my new nickname. Wow. So I, I got a nice little picture with him. Yeah. For a news anchor, you've hung out with some uh, pretty high-profile rock people like Kiss. Yeah, I guess maybe I'm attracted to them with my musician background. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. you attract them that way, or maybe you have something like I met Eric Singer. You're going to Vegas. Mm. Eric Singer, the drummer for Kiss, he was there. We had a nice little chat last time when I went down to see the Golden Knights. But didn't yeah. you didn't you open for Kiss somewhere? I didn't open it for him, but Gene Simmons had given us right. two guitars for kids with cancer, and then his, his uh, tour manager had said, do you want to meet us out and tour? So I said, sure. Of course. So off I went. So mm. what was that like? On tour with Kiss. It was like surreal. It was sort of like being inside a, a, a city, another city, a moving city that had no concept of what's going on in the real world. <laughs> now, this was only a couple of years ago, if I remember. Yeah, so I suspect that the it may be not as, not, Very, maybe not as wild no. as it was 20 years prior. We had maybe a couple of, of one night in Kelowna um, in, in, in the hotel bar that was closed off, and that was, but it was not open to the public. Mm -hmm. It was just family. So it was very family-oriented and okay. quite hmm. civilized and stuff, yep. But I realized very quickly that they're so isolated and have been, they don't want to hang around with a lot of fans after the gig. They work. They've been standing up for two and a half hours, yeah. Yeah. singing their lungs out and playing. So they, it, it's kind of quiet, but it, it is very isolated. I found it. So it's it would, like, do you want to get crazy and nap? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And it's uh, and I and I don't blame them, but it's no. it also at the same time it, it seems like uh, it'd be kind of lonely. 
because mm. uh, they're away from their wives and their, their girlfriends. Some of the, you know, like Paul Stanley's what, uh, son what? was with them. What? They're away from their wives and girlfriends. Well, you know, some of them are married. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes more Not sense. Not to make up any stories, but yeah, no, it was kind of uh, very isolated. It was interesting. Well, and I and I think, though, too, the conversation after, for them, if, if someone was to come up to them and just talk, they want to talk about them, they want to talk about the band, they want to talk about the music. Mm. It's not like you're sitting around talking about politics or this right. sort of stuff. And so that conversation would probably happen over and over and over again and must get very old. I would think, I think that's why they got a kick out of me there because... Paul Stanley's son was going into journalism, mm -hmm. and so they were interested that I work in as a journalist, and had written a book, and yeah. they were putting together some kind of a, a book about the, the history, the history book. So they wanted to talk about writing and interviews, and yeah. from sort of the others, so they're always being interviewed. So they're yeah. Paul Stanley's son was very interested in like how do you interview people, or you know, mm. what, who have you interviewed, and what are some of the stories? So they think they would, they did want to talk about other things, and Eric Singer just wanted my watch. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was weird. He said, watch watch yourself. He's going to like that. I had a Harley watch on, and he was... Oh, he's, he's well, you could have uh, made a little but bit of a profit there. I could. I wish I did, because one time on the bike, the watch fell off and smashed. Are so you I, kidding yeah, me? Yeah, it would have been a better story if it would have mm, given yeah. it to him. What, your Harley watch broke? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Sorry. Yeah, I, never, I never put that together. But <laughs> Wow, tough guy. Yeah, just the clasp fell off. And at the end of yep. that, I went back. My nephew Had found it. Had to pull it. over the side of the road. Well, you got to be a mechanic to own a Harley watch, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping to salvage something, but there was little tiny bits. and I couldn't believe how many bits and pieces were on the side of the road. Yep, <laughs> it's been said by many Harley owners <laughs> yeah. over the years. Not yeah. talking about their watches yep. either. Yeah. Yeah. I can't weird. say much anymore because my bikes, they're not even making them anymore. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Victories. <laughs> oh, right. Well, they were turned into the Indians. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Which are great bikes, too. Yeah, they're fantastic. But yeah, it's been uh, interesting talking to all these, all these folks. <laughs> but I think, and just going back, because I think um, that is, so if you're just on stage, if someone's, you know, interviewing, okay, Gord, and we're just talking about whatever... Just talking about your job all the time. All the that time. That gets really boring. Yeah. So it's you nice. Mean, you mean for the celeb, right? For yeah. the celeb, yeah. I mean. For the celeb, I mean. It gets mm -hmm. boring all the time. And you, you understand that you have you have to do it and that sort of stuff. But it's always interesting when you do get um, someone on. Maybe you're interviewing them. Maybe they're a celeb well, of some sort. Exactly. And they're, you get them off talking about something completely different. Mm -hmm. Whether maybe it's politics. Maybe it's having baby. Whatever it is. I think that that is always a... That's a fun conversation. It is, and it's not. You know, it doesn't have to be for broadcast, but if it is, it's fun. The mm -hmm. finance minister, Jim um, Carr, is it? Uh, no, no, Bill Martin. Are you here, provincial? Yeah, federally, foreign affairs minister. Anyway, okay. I was talking to him one time. He's he's the oboe player in. Um, Winnipeg in the Winnipeg Symphony. So one minute you're talking about foreign affairs or, or whatever yeah. he's doing, and the next minute you get him talking about, I really like to play oboe, mm. and I get and I play with the symphony as often as I can. You find out a different side to yeah. people that's a lot of that's interesting, yeah. and it kind of makes them more human too. Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't matter if you're a musician or a politician, yeah. we all have different interests, and I think you know you can tell when their eyes glaze over if you say, well, you know, why did you write that song in A? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Tell me that story. Let me tell you that about... story for the 1,000th time. <laughs> I like finding out more about the person who wants to, not that it happens a lot, but if somebody wants to meet me, I, I, I'm more interested in what they do. Well, I am too. Yeah. 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 Always shocking sometimes or surprising. Or yeah. You find out something very cool what this person does. Well, when you think about it, because I've always thought about this, that it's a pretty easy job to get up on stage and 
if you're good at it and and you know you and you've written you, to get up you work for 45 minutes yeah and you make pretty good money right but it's the guys and girls loading trucks and mm-hmm. you know yeah. getting up at six in the morning to go do whatever they're paying your absolutely your way so yeah. I'm always interested to know what brought them there tonight and yeah you know what do they do and you well, know. I left work one day and I was sitting on the bike and there was we've got, we're right beside a car dealership. So there was a great big semi loading these cars onto the back. There's like 20 or 25 cars that were going on. Mm-hmm. And the guy did come over. He says, that's a nice bike. I like what you've done with the handlebars. I said, well, I was just looking at you loading those cars. That's an amazing job that you're doing. And how do you do it? And where are you going? He goes, oh, I'm heading down to Salt Lake City. I do a run every every week. And then just a fascinating conversation about how long does it take you to get there? Yep. You bring more cars back. I, also, asked, a, I asked a Carney one time how they get the uh, big wheel up. Mm-hmm. And he was happy to answer the question. He was like, you know, great question. And then explained and it And off to he me. went. Yeah. Jim Carr. Jim Carr. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. It's already gone. It's gone by. Half an hour gone by already. Uh, happens <clears> again. A couple of our listeners asked the same question. Did your Harley watch leave an oil stain on your wrist? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.